This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Many of us have big plans for our Zoomer years, travel, sports, spending time with family and friends. Well, the Heart and Stroke Foundation has a message for the baby boom generation. If we want those dreams to come true, we'll have to smarten up about our health. That's coming up. Plus, it's time to protect your vision. We'll tell you how you can make sure you have continued access to Canada's multi-faith and multicultural television service and the home of Downton Abbey Vision TV. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. They said well, it wouldn't we, last. <laughs> that's John Bitar of Connecticut talking about his marriage. The naysayers couldn't have been more wrong because he and his wife, Anne, have now been married for over 80 years. They were just named the 2013 longest married couple in the United States by an organization called Worldwide Marriage Encounter. John is 101 years old, and Anne is 97. They have five children, 14 grandchildren, and 16 great-grandchildren. And the secret to such a lengthy marriage? You know, it's just contentment. really living. I mean, <laughs> Just <normally>. contentment. <laughs> you may have noticed ads for the Healthy Homes Renovation Tax Credit. This came into effect last month and is a refundable personal income tax credit for Canadians who are 65-plus and family members who live with them. If you qualify, you can claim up to $10,000 worth of eligible home improvements on your tax return, and this would get you back 1500 bucks. The idea is to help with the cost of staying at home safely as long as possible. Some eligible improvements include grab bars, non-slip flooring, and handheld showers. A federal ruling in favor of parents grappling with irregular shift work could have wide-ranging implications on our aging society. According to the decision, employers must try to accommodate the childcare obligations of staff members by giving them appropriate shifts. Experts predict the ruling will also ultimately apply to caring for aging and ailing members of older generations. This week, we said goodbye to Paul Tanner, the last original member of the Glenn Miller Orchestra. He played trombone for Glenn Miller during the orchestra's heyday between 1938 and 1942. Paul Tanner also left an imprint on 1960s pop music. He helped invent the electrotheremin, the unusual instrument heard in the Beach Boys hit, Good Vibrations. Tanner passed away Tuesday from complications of pneumonia at his California home. He was 95. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Are you as healthy as you think you are? 
According to the Heart and Stroke Foundation's annual report on the health of Canadians, most baby boomers are pretty delusional on that score. The suggestion is we'd better make lifestyle changes if we want to live well as we age. A big media flap south of the border this week highlighted that disconnect between perception and reality. New Jersey's extremely obese governor, Chris Christie, jokingly scarfed a donut on David Letterman's show while he talked about his weight. I'm like uh, basically the healthiest fat guy you've ever seen in your life. A former White House physician begged to differ. Dr. Connie Mariano, who had never met Christie, went on CNN calling him a ticking time bomb. I'm a physician more than a Democrat or Republican, and I worry about this man dying in office. And prompting this response. If she wants to get on a plane and come here to New Jersey and ask me if she wants to examine me and review my, my medical history, I'll have a conversation with her about that. Until that time, she should shut up. Well, excess weight is just one of the risk factors we have to work on, according to the report called Make Health Last. There's now a 10-year gap between how long Canadians live and how long they live in good health. I sat down with Heart and Stroke Foundation spokesperson, cardiologist Dr. Beth Abramson. It's not a surprise that sometimes we talk the talk but don't walk the walk. What the Heart and Stroke Foundations found is that most baby boomers surveyed thought they were leading healthy lives. But when they looked deeper down into it, most were not eating the right amounts of vegetables and fruits, were not participating in regular activity, and were actually at significant risk for future heart attack and stroke. We want to make sure that people leave longer, vital, healthy lives. Going over what you found when you checked, people don't eat the right food, they don't exercise, uh, what else, they smoke, drink. Well, and a lot of boomers report being stressed out, and it's not stress that will kill us, which is the good news, because we all have a lot of stress in our lives, but it's how we deal with stress. So if you're under stress and you pick up that pack of cigarettes, or you gain a little weight, or you sit there on the couch worrying, instead of going for a walk, reading a book, trying to do something for yourself, you're putting yourself at future risk. It was interesting the way you put it in the report because you, you polled people and you asked them, well, what do you want to do when you're older, when you retire? And then you said, hey, reality check, uh, you might not be able to do this because you're setting yourself up for 10 years of disease and de debilitation. Yeah, I, I see this often in my practice, and it, it's not uh, uncommon that what we want to do can be limited by disease and disability, but heart disease is preventable. We need it to be out there and being physically active. And physical activity doesn't mean going to a gym and putting on spandex. It means going for a walk. Ten minutes at a time can add up. 30 to 60 minutes a day for most days of the week can add up for reducing your risk of high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, and indirectly heart attack and stroke. So we can lead healthier lives in the last 10 years. We do stories on this all the time, and there have been many, many studies that show basically exercise is the best thing you can do for yourself, and it is almost like a cure-all and a fountain of youth. Why is it so hard well, to get people to do it. The truth is, I'm sure your listeners are, are going to chuckle, but we're all leading busy lives. We're all running around whatever we're doing with our lives. There's something that's getting in the way. And I think it's hard for us to make our own health a priority. Try and make sure that we ourselves are taking time. And so when I'm busy working at the hospital, I try and take the stairs at work and I'm trying to incorporate physical activity. I think there is just a general laissez-faire with our health when we're feeling well and we're not seeing what we can prevent. 
being overweight is not necessarily such a bad thing. Being overweight does put you at risk for heart attack and stroke because it leads to diabetes, high cholesterol, and hypertension or high blood pressure. However, if you're a little overweight but eating low-fat foods, eating healthy, and exercising routinely and not smoking, that slight increase in weight is not as great a risk as, for example, having high blood pressure that's not well-controlled or smoking. What's, what's a good blood pressure? A normal blood pressure ranges depending on other health issues. In general, we like that top number or systolic less than 160 all the time, and that bottom number or diastolic under 90 all the time. But if you have another health condition such as diabetes, my patients with diabetes, I aim for a blood pressure of less than 130 over 80. So it is an individual discussion to have with your doctor, but get your blood pressure checked because that's really important. Is there anything that's too low? The only blood pressure that's too low is the one that causes you to faint and pass out and not perfuse. We call blood, put blood to your brain. But really, a low normal blood pressure is very common and I think a sign of a healthier cardiovascular system, not a sick one. Okay. The other thing that I've been noticing in people that I know and people who are fit and exercise regularly... Atrial fibrillation. So many people have it. Yeah. Atrial fibrillation is an irregular heartbeat at the top part of the heart, and it can put people at risk for stroke because the top part of the heart beating irregularly can cause a blood clot to form in the top part. And so atrial fibrillation, and I'll go into a lot more detail in the book about it, has to do with how you're feeling in terms of quality of life and stroke risk. It is certainly a risk factor for stroke, and if you have atrial fibrillation, you need to talk to your doctor about what your stroke risk is and whether you need to be on a powerful blood thinner. In fact, most women over the age of 65 who have atrial fibrillation should be on a blood thinner. Is it just my perception or are more and more people getting atrial fibrillation? Atrial fibrillation is a common problem. As we all as we all get a little older and age and mature, it's all relative as to what old is. And so 5% of the population over the age of 65 has atrial fibrillation. Once we get up into older years, and we call them, you know, older over age 80. We've got 10, 15 percent of the population. And then we all see younger people out there with atrial fibrillation because atrial fibrillation is also associated with hypertension or high blood pressure. And there's an epidemic of high blood pressure out there. What we've just been talking about are basically common sense lifestyle changes. Well, they are, but I think it's actually um, the point in our, the Heart and Stroke Foundation, I think, is trying to make this year is that what we know is common sense, what we, what we talk and what we do, how we walk, are two different things. So most of us out there understand that we need to lead healthier lives, but I don't think we have a clear um, sense of the implications of not leading those healthier lives. And I really would encourage your listening audience to go out there and check their risk and what you can do to minimize your individual risk. And I'd also say try to incorporate lifestyle changes into your everyday routine because even though it seems simple, it's actually quite hard to make a lifestyle change unless we're motivated to do so. Okay, Dr. Beth Abramson, thanks so much. My pleasure. You can take the online quiz to assess your risk at makehealthlast.ca. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Vision TV, a member of our Zoomer family and Canada's only multi-faith, multicultural service, is at risk. In just a moment, Moses Nimer will join me to talk about what that means. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Canada's only multi-faith and multicultural television service is under threat. 
Vision TV, which is owned by our company, Zoomer Media, is currently included at low cost in basic cable and satellite packages. But it may be pulled off those spots because of deregulation. After all, the large cable and satellite providers own channels of their own. If you enjoy Vision's spiritual programming and great series like Downton Abbey, you can help. I sat down with our founder, my brother Moses. We're saying hands off Vision TV. Why does Vision deserve this type of treatment? Vision has a unique uh, mandate that it fulfills uh, very uh, assiduously, and that is uh, it is the one uh, service that is required to broadcast messages, programs, uh, outreach on behalf of every legitimate faith group in the country. So it is the multi-faith service. Uh, because uh, some of the faiths uh, are relatively new to Canada and are the expression also of visible minorities. It has become a multiracial, multicultural service as well. And this stands in contrast to other broadcasters more narrowly distributed that prefer to work only within the ambit of their own faith. Vision, because it's on basic, costs the consumer 12 cents a month. Well, that's less than a buck and a half a year, so what do you get for that? About a third of a Starbucks coffee, right? Isn't there also an issue of older people? As we get older, we become more interested in religion, and older people often tend to be poorer. So this well, precisely, be... precisely. Um, the program mission of Vision has been interesting. When it was first launched, it kind of was a, a services and sermons sort of a service. Mm-hmm. But then it broadened out to this uh, more embracing definition of spirituality. Uh, and the big questions remain. Who are we? Uh, where do we come from? What's our, what's our mission? Uh, and we're in a kind of modern era where fewer and fewer people are going to official services in church or um, mosque or gurdwara, but they are... Well, they remain fascinated by and in need of some kind of spiritual counsel. And since the audience for this kind of thing tends to be older, we've embraced that older audience. Previously, the industry had kind of derided vision because it had an older audience and the advertisers would never buy an ad on it. And we came along and said, hold on, this is the new phenomenon. What's wrong with older people? Wake up. Uh, look around you. The demographics have changed radically and will continue to do so for the next 20, 30 years. And so we've added this dimension that vision now not only reaches older people, but also speaks to them and for them. When it comes to the carriage on basic cable, what do you say to your critics who say, oh, vision carries popular British series, so why should they get this special treatment? Well, because vision carries older British series and popular British series as a small uh, percentage of its schedule. What it does carry also is uh, a tremendous range of documentaries on religious and spiritual issues. Uh, It carries still those uh, programs which do provide, as it were, services and sermons. And um, in providing this entertainment, you know, it is fulfilling the classic role of the broadcaster. The classic role of the broadcaster can be encapsulated in these words. You inform, you entertain, and you enlighten. Vision does all those things. 
And if you have a sense of um, wanting the mission of that channel to reach as many people as possible, then putting in a hit like Downton Abbey every once in a while doesn't hurt. Back to some of those documentaries, Vision is also one of a decreasing number of places that independent producers who make those documentaries can sell their wares, correct? (laughs) More than correct. (laughs) Uh, Basically, all the mainstream broadcasters have abandoned uh, documentary. We're probably today the biggest commissioner of those uh, documentaries, let alone documentaries along the subject lines that we've been discussing. So we provide a service not only to the viewers, but to the people who create the programs. What can people do if they want to keep their vision on basic cable to help? What they can do is they can write. That's the principal way of expressing an opinion. And you write to the CRTC to get the directions for doing that. Perhaps the easiest thing is to go to our website, protectyourvision.ca. You can also write to your uh, local MP. You can ask the CRTC that not only do you want to express your view in writing, but you would like to come to the hearing just to underline how important you think this is. If you're an active member of your church or your uh, temple, um, please be in touch with the people who run these institutions. Inform them of the danger that lies ahead and encourage them also to get involved in this public consultation because the commission is sensitive, as it should be, to the desires of the public. That website again is protectyourvision.ca. If you prefer snail mail, you can send a letter of support to us, and we will forward it to the CRTC, the broadcast regulator. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. We'll take a quick break and then come back to honor the memory of Reg Presley, lead singer of the Trogs. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In New York City, Emmy and Golden Globe winner Edie Falco stars in a new play about a woman who leaves her husband and grown daughter for a year to see what's missing in her life. 
It's called The Madrid and is in previews at the City Center Stage 1. In Chicago, Indian artist Shelley Jyoti and American artist Laura Kina exhibit works inspired by the history of India and the color indigo. The display is at the Chicago Cultural Center. To London, where a new exhibition reveals the last ice age as an artistic hotbed. The artwork dates to between 40,000 and 10,000 years ago. The show is at the British Museum and explores the moments human brains began to embrace abstraction, symbolism, and imagination. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook. This week, we said goodbye to Reg Presley. He was the lead singer and songwriter of the Trogs, a band that pioneered the garage rock sound and helped inspire a later punk rock movement. With the Trogs, Reg Presley wrote and sang many hits with A Girl Like You, Love Is All Around, and I Can't Help Myself. But none of those songs came close to the popularity of their biggest hit, Wild Thing. That was Wild Thing. It was written by the Trogs, their lead singer and chief songwriter Reginald Presley passed away earlier this week. He was 71. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Please come back next week when we talk about workplace stress and how to overcome it. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing and Sun Life Financial. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Knight. Produced by Paul Thomas. Program director, John Vandriel. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review. Heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.